So the Blues kind of suck. Um, the Blues have lost five games in a row in regulation. After winning their first three games of the regular season, they now sit at three wins, five losses, and zero overtime losses for the season. The offense continues to be practically non-existent. Um, Goaltending is just okay. I mean, it's pretty good, but... You know, still not not quite as good as it could be. And the defense is pretty much in the same boat. Um, I don't have, like, any notes or anything for this episode. I usually am a little bit more prepared for this. But I kind of feel like just, just ranting for 20-odd minutes. Um, bit of a change of pace. Um, but I think it's the best way for me to get my feelings out there and, and express how I feel about the state of the team and, you know, all the rumors and should we trade this guy? Should we fire this coach? I don't know. It'll be a interesting episode regardless. I don't want to say fun because I don't know quite how fun this episode is going to be, but let's just let's just jump into it. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and your number one source for blues content as always. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. This is your first time joining the show. Well, you certainly picked an interesting time to join because uh, you might just be here to laugh at me. Maybe you're, you're here to, to see what my thoughts are about this disaster of a season so far. Um, but either way, Thanks for thanks for showing up. Uh, if this is not your first time to the show and you're you're coming back, thanks for thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Thanks for making me part of your daily routine. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow the show on various social media accounts and um, tons of episodes to go through in the past. You know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes that you can go listen to. If this one's not your speed, if you want something a little more upbeat and positive, um, let's let's stop beating around the bush. Um, Look, I said I, I don't have three segments prepared. That's kind of a lie. I, I do know generally what I want to talk about. Um, I got a couple things. So I want to talk about who is responsible for these for these losses. Um, just sort of what I've seen gone wrong as a whole. So that'll be the first segment. Uh, second segment is going to be about some individual players. Um and it won't all be that bad. I think there have been some players that have had a pretty decent start to the year that are playing fairly well. So it's it's not going to be just a completely down negative episode. <clears throat> and then in the third and final segment, I'm going to be talking about Craig Berube. Um, a lot of people are, are saying that he should be fired and 
probably just because that's what worked in the 2019 season when the Blues got off to a similar, similarly bad start. Uh, then they fired Mike Yo and brought in Craig Bruby and won the Stanley Cup and you know Cinderella story blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, let's let's just do it. Uh, first segment. What the heck has been going on here? Uh, the St. Louis Blues opened the season three and zero. Didn't look perfect by any means, but they looked like a good team. Um, they won games in a couple different ways. They won one game by scoring a lot of goals. They won another game by you know battling it out winning in overtime and then they won a, another game by playing really good defense getting really strong goaltending and um you know pitching a shutout getting a nice one nothing win two nothing with an empty net goal and at that point I felt like man this team this team has shown that they can win in a, win in a multitude of ways um that's like you know what you want to see early on in the regular season there's still stuff to iron out um you know the offense was inconsistent at times the defense was inconsistent at times um, the goaltending, like I said, has been good for the most part, but still not great. Um, but I think the goaltending has been the least of the issues for the St. Louis Blues. Um, but like, just like the offense, the defense, it's been just okay. Uh, that's probably more of a result of just the overall play of the team and less of a result of the goaltenders in general. I think Bennington and Grice have done a great job with what they've been presented. Um, you know, you could look at the the game they lost. What was it seven four? And you could say, okay, maybe if they got better goaltending, then they could have won. But at the end of the day, I feel like it falls more on the defense. Um, the special teams has been bad. It, it really just feels like I'm just listing off things that have been bad. It's kind of because I am. Um, I mean, look, three and five. It's not the end of the world. Uh, we could be sitting here a week from now at seven and five or whatever. They could go on a nice win streak and we can put this all behind us. But right now it looks really bad. Um, lack of compete is something that I saw got thrown around a lot uh, by the front office and Craig Bruby. And I think that's really what it comes down to. It just doesn't feel like the Blues are trying that hard. At the end of the day, it that's that's what I think the best way to sum it up is. You know, it's it's like, I mean, you look at that that three on O with Jordan Cairo, and I think it was like Cairo, O'Reilly, and Shen. Maybe I don't remember, um, but I know it was Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo has the puck on his stick on a three on O, and you just don't you just don't get a shot out of it. And it's like, I, I feel like the team. Like everybody pretty much is overthinking a little bit. Um, especially, you know, once you get into a, a slide, you start losing a couple games, you start kind of forgetting what you've done in the past to win, especially early in the season. It can be very difficult if you go on a losing streak like this. It can be very difficult to put yourself in a good headspace and say like, okay, we know how to win hockey games. Here's how we've done it in the past. Here are the changes we need to make. But with this group... All you have is a small three-game sample size of like, okay, here's what we did to win. But it's it's pretty easy to, to, I guess, lose focus of that. And I think that's something that the Blues have been very guilty of is just losing focus of the things that they've done right this season, you know, few and far between. Um, and I'm worried about the long-term implications. You know, I said that the goaltending has been just okay. Um, and that's that's that was meant to be a compliment to the goaltending. But if the team continues to play this poorly and Jordan Bennington loses confidence and loses faith in the team in front of him, 
could be a disaster because if and when the team starts actually playing better, if Bennington's confidence is, is you know, cracked a little bit, if, if his confidence is, has diminished, if Grice's confidence has diminished, then these five games have done irreparable damage to the season. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, uh, let me just make this clear. Okay, eight and a half minutes into the episode, I don't think the Blues are going to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes because of these five games. I still think there's a playoff team in there. And I know, I can't believe I'm saying this like with with this little confidence eight games into the season, but I still do think there's a playoff team in there. I don't think the Blues are nearly as bad on paper as what we've seen out of them through the first eight games. However, there are some very, very worrying trends that we have seen that aren't exactly just like snap your fingers and fix them. It's going to take some time. And I think the Blues, at best, until they work that out, are going to be about a 500 team. But they have the potential of being a much better team once they figure those things out, once they figure out the effort and the cohesion and they figure out how to play better in front of their goaltenders. So yeah, maybe goaltenders are giving up five goals in a night, but you look at the you look at the the shots against and the opportunities against, you're like, okay, yeah, the goalie struggled, sure, but did Bennington or Grice even have a chance in this game? And oftentimes the answer is no. So are the goalies struggling? A little bit. Have they still been the best aspect of this team? probably so it's like you gotta you gotta change something quick but fortunately it's early enough in the regular season where it's like you know we might not even remember this five game losing streak a couple months down the road if we're lucky you know if things if things work out if 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 the team gets back on track you know fortunately the rest of the division the rest of the conference has had a pretty slow start as well it's not like the blues are really far out of it anyways but they need to get their heads screwed on straight soon. They have a ton of games in a short amount of time. Um, second half of the regular season. Uh, and even, you know, starting now, they have a lot of games in a short amount of time. Um, so it's 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 getting close to that do or die point where three and five is manageable, but you you, you struggle again over these next few games. You're looking at like a, a five and 10 record or something that bad. It's, it, it, you don't want to keep digging this hole if you're the St. Louis Blues and I have a few thoughts on uh, what they can do to make sure that doesn't happen. So I'm going to be doing that in the second segment, as well as focusing on some individual players and what I've seen out of them and whether or not we should be concerned, all that fun stuff. Before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at betonline.net. Now, it is like the perfect time for sports. It is my first or second favorite time for sports, either now or when the NBA and NHL playoffs are going at the same time. But right now you got the NFL regular season in full swing, the NBA season just getting kicked off, the NHL season getting kicked off, the World Series is happening. Um, you look everywhere you go, there's there's great sports on every single night. There's not a dull day in the sports world. And with that comes the perfect opportunity for sports betting. And betonline.net is your number one source for all things sports betting. They have every single odd wager line you could think of. Golf, UFC, MMA, boxing, uh, of course, hockey, football, all the big ones, like I said. They got a lot of fun World Series prop bets. They got a lot of good futures bets. And it's not just sports betting on betonline.net either. They also have, uh, you know, sports news. Um, You can check the scores on the website. They got sports podcasts on there. All your sports information, not just betting, can be found at betonline.net. I always like to say, put your money where your mouth is. If you've got a hot take, I love spitting out hot takes on this show. And the best way you can back up your hot take is with financial receipt. Put your money where your mouth is. Check out betonline.net right now. 
You won't regret it. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. Okay, so the blues are bad. <laughs> Let's look at the who and the why. Um, start naming some individual players. Jordan Binnington has been good. Um, I know I said in the beginning of the, the, the episode that the goalies have been just okay. Um, but Jordan Binnington has been good. And he is not getting the support that he needs, which has led to him sort of looking just okay, you know, giving up a bunch of goals in, in games and, and, you know, stuff like that. But overall, it, it's just a matter of the defense isn't playing well in front of him. He's not getting any sort of goal support. Same with Thomas Grice. I think Thomas Grice has been a little shakier than Binnington. Um, but neither of them lately have been getting the goal support they need or the defensive support they need. So not really worried about them. Um, Jordan Cairo. Let's just, let's, let's just do it. Uh, is Jordan Cairo's contract a huge mistake for the St. Louis blues? Uh, are they going to regret this signing? Blah, 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 blah. No, I think Doug Armstrong had a really good quote this morning where he said, I'm not going to judge the next nine years off of the first eight games. And I think that is spectacular. Um, Jordan Cairo has struggled in these past eight games. He has, I believe, only two goals and zero assists. Um, he has been hemmed in a lot. You know, if you look at the advanced stats, Corzy and all that stuff, he it looks bad. You know, it looks like he's been a non-factor out there a lot of the time. However, he's still getting the scoring opportunities. Uh, it's not like he's invisible out there. It's not like you don't notice him out there. It's just you notice him and then it's frustrating. You know, it's not like, it's not like I hate to, you know, bring up Tarasenko just to, just to throw shots at him, but it's not like a game where Tarasenko is invisible, where he's literally invisible, where you really don't notice him and you can't really discern him from a third or fourth line player. I think Jordan Kyra is still noticeable out there. He's still getting plenty of, as Craig Bruby has said, grade A scoring opportunities. Um, he's just not converting. And I think, I think it's just a matter of him maybe honestly trying a little bit too hard at the start of a new contract. I think he just needs to stick to the basics you know, go with what comes naturally to him. He's facing tougher competition because he is, I think he's either first or second on the team in ice time. Um, up there with Robert Thomas, you know, used to being down there getting less minutes. So maybe fatigue is a factor. I think he, like I said, I think he's just trying a little bit too hard. The opportunities are there. Um, that's why I'm not super concerned. You know, it's not like he's, he's regressed into like a plug, a third or fourth line guy. Um, opportunities are there just needs to convert you know one or two of those missed nets turns into a goal or one or two of those bad decisions turns into a pass that leads to an assist and all of a sudden Jordan Kyrie's got double his point total on the season I think he'll figure it out uh if he has a down year this year well then you got eight more years to hope he writes the ship um but that is not at the top of my priority list in terms of players I'm concerned about and honestly individually I'm not really concerned about anyone like more than anyone else. You know, you look at Robert Thomas and he's been fine. Vladimir Tarasenko has been pretty good. Ryan O'Reilly has been a little underwhelming. And then you can say like, okay, Colton Barreco has been a little disappointing. But like at the end of the day, I could list off 75% of this roster and name guys that I'm disappointed in. And, and it really just comes down to team chemistry as a whole. I think if, if and when um, the the blues write this ship and something clicks you know they flip a switch and guys start playing better i think every single one of the names that you could list in terms of playing disappointing will get better 
because I don't think it's an individual issue at this point. I think it's a team-wide issue. I think it's, you know, the 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 young guys aren't quite ready for the 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 scheme yet. You know, you look at Tor- Torpachenko, um, you look at the new additions like Achari, uh, and you, it's it's kind of apparent that they're just a little bit a step behind. Um, and it takes time to gel. It takes time to mesh. And then you look at the defense and you say, you know, it, it, it feels like it's okay, but you look at the way that the defense started last season and you're like, okay, this is kind of par for the course for the blues and their defense, you know, that, that it'll click eventually. It's a little bit of a difficult scheme to master and, you know, it'll, it'll, the, the pieces will fit into place. And you look at the forward and you say, okay, maybe they're trying a little bit too hard. They're pushing a little bit too much. Let's jumble the lines. Like, I feel like th- these changes all feel like they're fixable. You know, it's not like I don't I don't look at anything that's been going wrong with the Blues and think like, okay, they're screwed. This is the Blues for the rest of the 82 games. Now, fixable doesn't mean like it's overnight. Um, I think it's going to take some time. I think it's going to take some line jumbling. And, and I think it's going to take some time to build. Once you find lines that work, it's going to take time to build that chemistry. And that's the difficult thing is is you're, you've dug yourself a hole now and it's going to take some time to, to dig yourself out of it. However, I think if and when the Blues do dig themselves out of that hole, a lot of these worries about these individual players like Cairo and, and O'Reilly and et cetera are, are going to be nullified a little bit. I think Cairo is still a tremendous player. I still think he's like the, the future face of the St. Louis Blues alongside Robert Thomas. We cannot judge the future of his contract after eight games. Now talk to me at the end of the season and we will we'll, we'll see if then it's actually time for concern. But as of right now, there's no single player on this team and I'm like, oh my God, they are dragging this team down you know if it weren't if 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 jordan Cairo just played better the blues would have won against the kings or something stupid like that like no it, it is not an individual problem at this point it is a team-wide issue it is a chemistry issue some something's got to give you know some something's some something's got to give because this team is not this bad is this team maybe not quite as good as we all thought maybe is this team as bad as we've seen over the last five regulation games heck no you know, so it's about finding that healthy medium. We still haven't seen what this team is capable of yet this year, um, at least from a positive standpoint. Unfortunately, we've seen what this team is capable of from a negative standpoint. And, you know, when this team is at their worst, my God, are they bad. But we have yet to see this team at their best or even at like their half best. So we'll get there. <laughs> Hopefully. It's just about weathering the storm. And in the meantime, you know, expressing criticism, rightfully so. But but staying, staying rational. It's, we're only we're only a couple weeks into the regular season, you know. If the, the further this goes on, the more concerned I'm going to get, and the more concerned we should all get, rightfully so. But in the meantime, it's just like you gotta you gotta just bite your tongue and be like, you know what? If the Blues come out and win this next game, and then win their next two games, they're at 500. That's not great, but like it's not being at 500 is not as bad as this the team has looked over the last five games. Put it that way. You know, the, the Blues have not played like a 500 team over the last five regulation games. So if somehow, some way, we are at, we are a 500 team, Blues are a 500 team in the next two weeks, that is an absolute win. It gives them more time to figure this out. But in the meantime, it's like, what the heck do you do to figure it out? And I don't know. I know I've been rambling. In this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to talk about the, the, the elephant in the room, Craig Berube. Everyone's talking about, let's fire Berube. You know, we got to get rid of him bring in a new coach just like we did with yo and uh, i don't know i'll get my thoughts on that make sure you stay tuned be right back all right so i've kind of danced around like who is the problem and a lot of people on twitter are either pointing at jordan Cairo, who i've already said i don't believe is the problem 
is he a problem yeah is he the problem that's causing the blues to lose games not at all um i've said it before i think jordan Cairo, his performance is just a manifestation of what the team is struggling with as a whole you know because jordan Cairo is off on this new gigantic contract he's gonna be under a microscope but there isn't a single player on the team that isn't suffering from the same issues that jordan Cairo is like i said he's just magnified because he's should be the best player or second best player third best player whatever on the team um so yeah i'm not worried about Cairo quite yet and then you look at okay if it's if it's a team problem like i've been saying if it's the whole team then you look towards the coaching staff and you say all right they maybe they need some new direction here and should the blues fire craig Bruby? no doug armstrong agrees with me if you missed the press conference this morning Players have been told that Ruby's not going anywhere. The fans have been told that Ruby's not going anywhere. And I like that. I like the confidence that they have in Craig Berube. I, I don't think he's the issue. He might be, but I don't think he is. I think he is... The Blues are getting good scoring chances. And they're they're they're... These games are winnable. The games that they've been losing are winnable. You know, it's like they've played so poorly the blues have that it's like man if only they played like average in you know three of those last five games that they lost they might have won a couple of them you know and it's like this team is not this bad so you can't look at craig ruby and be like oh yeah it's all his fault get rid of him because like i said it's, it's a personnel issue it is a team-wide issue it is something something in that locker room or whatever something amongst the players is just causing them to not be engaged not be competitive or whatever could that be fixed by a change of voice you know a new new head coach behind the bench maybe but we know craig ruby's system worked we know that it, craig ruby's system works in a variety of teams you know it worked with the the grit and grind blues of 2019 it works last year with the offensive heavy blues and the roster is is built to craig ruby's favor um and it's but this is don't don't get me don't take this as me saying oh craig ruby should be locked up forever it's sort of similar to what i was saying about jordan cairo it's just too soon to tell where the blame falls um and just early in the season the blues have been so inconsistent and they so many different things have gone wrong whether it's the offense disappearing the defense springing a leak or goaltending not quite being up to par it feels like every game that they've lost has been something a little bit different and that's why i don't look at the coaching staff as like okay these guys are the issue because if it was one thing the whole time if it was just the blues haven't been able to score all season which to be fair that's honestly been like their biggest issue is their lack of scoring but it hasn't been their only issue if it was just one glaring issue where it was like yep this this is this is it this is what the blues need to fix then you look at personnel then you say okay the special teams coach needs a change or the defensive coach needs a change it's just everything which makes me think there's just some disconnect some disjointedness in the team and that change comes with within comes from within i should say um I just think it's too soon for for rash decisions. That's that's all it comes down to. Baruby, Kairu, O'Reilly, Bennington, entire defense. You you can't put the blame on just one entity in this team this early in the season. Now, I could change my tune a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, whatever, and look back and be like, man, the Blues should have gotten rid of Baruby when they had the chance, or the Blues should have traded Tarasenko or O'Reilly when they had the chance, whatever. But I don't think that's going to happen because this team is too good on paper and stop me if this sounds familiar, aka 2019, I'm not saying they're going to win the cup, but this team is too good on paper and has shown minor flashes that are good enough to let me know that they should, there's no way they should be this bad. 
Like, this is really bad. This I think I saw a tweet that was like the last time the Blues lost five straight games in regulation was like 2016 or something ridiculous like that. Like this team should not be this bad. And it's like something's got to give. You know, some something's got to the team's got to wake up collectively, have some sort of players only meeting. I don't know. I don't know. Something's got to give. You know, I'm anxiously anticipating the next game. Because if this five-game losing streak turns into six, then we get a different issue. Or, you know what? They don't even have to win the next game. They just have to show up and try and show that they're capable of playing competitive hockey. Because we have not seen a competitive hockey game from the St. Louis Blues in a minute. And until we do, you can't judge what the heck is wrong. Because it's like, well, if they're not being competitive, then how, how do you know where the issue lies? It could be anywhere. If this team has a real issue, it will manifest itself when the players just show up and start working harder. You know, and I'm sitting here, you know, on camera telling professional athletes to work harder. I know. Who am I to say? But it's like, to me, it's just what it feels like. It feels like how the heck can you point out where this team is struggling, what this team needs to improve when, like, you're just not even seeing anywhere near 100% effort, you know? Maybe maybe at 100% effort, the defense will still be bad or the offense will still be bad. But until we get that, how are we going to know? You know, so I don't know. This episode was very rambly and I made a lot of points and contradicted myself and it was all over the place. I know. Appreciate you bearing with me. Literally just spewed my thoughts out here for close to half an hour. Uh, Hopefully I resonated with some of you guys or, you know, maybe you disagree with me. Either way, let me know on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL or Lockdown Blues. You can let me know in the YouTube comments as well. Uh, I love getting your, your, your feedback, whether it's constructive criticism or just nasty criticism or compliments or whatever it is i want to hear from you guys that's the whole point of having an online community uh so just let me know what you guys are thinking is this season a disaster should the blues trade everybody should craig ruby be fired should jordan cairo be essentially ahl i don't know let me know your thoughts maybe that'll give some clarity to what the heck whatever the heck i'm thinking of because i still have no idea what to make of this team this year so this was a fun episode all things considered i i always like the just the off the cuff heart on the sleeve just blabbering for 20 straight minutes uh episodes it's always a a fun way to get my thoughts out there um look for some more structured episodes later in the week uh, when the blues have some games and stuff but that being said thank you all so much for listening make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on that way you never miss a new episode you can follow lockdown blues on twitter and instagram at lockdown blues you can follow me on twitter like i said at josh hammond nhl thank you all so much for listening as always and like i said Let's go Blues.